so we have Kyla back here this week. Finally. <laughs> you and sound so enthused. All of that extra noise is her waving her hair around like a helicopter. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to agree with that. Hello, everyone. I'm Kirsten. I'm Joshua. I'm Kyla. I know you missed me. And this is the weird and suspicious. That's weird. That's suspicious. Damn. <laughs> I hate you. I was looking up shit about the dead children's playground. Mm. I told you about that. Well, Josh also told me about that. Oh, the nice. dead children's play- I don't think I did. I swear to God he did. The dead children's playground. Yeah. No. I swear to God he did. Okay. I know I did. I'm fucking done. So, um, it was designed for kids to play on while their parents were, like, visiting people in the graveyard. But, um, it ended up being a little bit more than that because people started realizing that there were, like, spirits roaming the playground at night after they had added this feature to the graveyard. Um, originally, the first grave was dug in 1822. And there were stories of, like, children's ghosts coming out at night, but... So that's, like, 200 years ago. Um, so, yeah, the first the first grave was dug in 1822. Um, and they didn't open a playground there until 1985. But the graveyard was there for, what, whatever, like, 163 years prior. And... The area where they had this at was actually a place where children had been murdered in the 60s and they had found their bodies. So they built uh, a playground. Somebody already put the bodies there. Might They're like, well nah, found dead bodies here. We're, we're so just going to bury the playground the above, like the, the they spot put, where they found the dead children? Uh, Yeah. Oh. Disgusting. I mean, yes, but also, like, if I was a child and I died, I mean, I or a swing set as my graves, as my, you know what I mean? You can move my body from where I was murdered. <laughs> yeah. You'd be like, person is well, right here under the left swing. <laughs> <laughs> Don't dig your feet too far into the ground. <laughs> um... Yeah, I don't know if that's, like, if that's where they were murdered exactly, or if that's just where they found the bodies, but either way, yeah, you would either think way, you wouldn't put a plate down there, you or you a there. graveyard there. You're right, right. Like, I understand being, like, maybe, like, if originally they'd put a playground, they're, like, in memorial of this person, but it was, like, later on, so it was just kind of, like... Yeah, 20 years later, and, like, uh, yeah, words, they're just, like, playground... Yeah, so I did not like that. was was not a fan. Um, I give them 
5 out of 10 for the idea, just because it is kind of funny, uh, but just not not good thought process behind that one. F- funny idea, poor execution. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was good on paper. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Which is where it should have stayed. <laughs> on the blueprint. Yeah, can you just imagine, like, pitching that? Be like, okay... Now, I know that they found dead kids in this spot, but, like, what if we just put a swing and a slide there instead? Okay, the so funny number thing one is... playground. <laughs> Dying children. We can cut out the middleman. Dig a hole. Kick them right in it. Save millions of dollars. <laughs> this is a win-win. E- easy. <laughs> uh, um so anyway after uh they had done all this weird shit oh yeah you said you literally said put a swing and a slide and i shit you not that is like basically what was there um yeah. but after uh they had put this stuff here people had observed like white orbs walking around at night that they thought were the children but once they had put in the playground there they actually started seeing these like ghosts going on like the swing set and like going down the slides like the swings would be like they would be swinging on the swings and whatnot at night and could they see like an actual fig like human shape it just no it just said they were orbs just said okay. orbs of light. Um, so and then like they, a, like, heard them laughing like and shit. Light. Yeah. And they heard them laughing. Ooh. Which is really creepy to me. Alive children's laughs are creepy. Honestly, Have you ever seen imagine. that video of that oh, one kid that's like... <laughs> no, but I don't want to. <laughs> it's so great. Like, he's at, he's at, like, a play area in a mall, I think. And he laughs like that. And the kid that's playing with him literally stops. <laughs> And like looks at him scared as fuck and then looks back at his dad. (laughs) He's like, do I run? He's like, is that a fucking demon dad? (laughs) (laughs) But, um, no, that's pretty much it. And, uh, the rest of the notes are just saying that people think that, um, some of the go or the spirits on the playground are the ones that were murdered there, of course. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, like they're like, oh honest. yay, finally a playground after I had to die here and sit yeah. by myself all this time. Like I'd maybe be a little salty that they put it right on my grave, but I'd be like, at least there's something now for me to do. Uh, no, guess. so like they're they're next to each other. It's just, like, so there's the graveyard and then the playground, but the playground was put in the spot where, like, the kids' bodies were found. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, like... So they're, like, mm, like, why are they allowing these kids like to play of where I died? Like, it's kind of oh. fucking disrespectful, but, like... You don't think they just I guess I'll let them get away with like, it? They can push for me. New friend. <laughs> <laughs> Kills all the new kids that play in the playground. <laughs> I just thought... Up and make some sit on their lap and be like, I don't even gotta pump my legs for this, they're doing it. Um, that's weird. Punt, that's suspicious. stop, <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking done.
Because I really wanted to talk about phoenixes, but I just couldn't find a lot of stuff about them. Really? It wasn't, like, nothing, like, too in-depth. It's basically, like, yes, I could find a lot of, a lot of, like, different sites and stuff like that, but it was basically all relaying the same information. Yeah, that's when you need to listen to a podcast. No. So, I did Black Eyed Kids. So, do you guys know what they are? Uh, the really creepy kids that don't have eyes. Yes. Yeah. Um, I always thought they didn't have eyes, too, but I guess they do. I don't know. Um, so... It's like the ones that, like, their eyeballs are full black? Yeah. There's a mixture of their eyeballs being fully black and them just, like, not even having an eyeball in their eye socket is just black. Cute. Yeah. Super cute. All right. So, in... So, uh, this guy's story went viral in 2005, but he wrote it in, like, 19... I think he wrote it in the 1990s or 1980s. Um, His name's Brian Bethel. He was a journalist. Um, So, he was going to pay a bill in town. He had to go, like, in town, buy a movie theater to pay it. And this town had over 100,000 people, so it was a decent-sized town. And around 9 p.m., he parked to write the check, which, like, I don't know how bills like that worked back then, but, like, that seems pretty late to be paying a bill. Mm, You probably just have to drop it in a mailbox. Yeah. You probably don't hand it directly to a person. Yeah. Um, So he was, like, writing the check in his car, and then he heard a knock at his window, and there was two boys sitting outside of his window, and he was like, ah, weird. And then he wasn't sure why, but he felt like, a wave of terror come over him. Ew. And he... I think I would feel a wave of terror, too. Well, if he saw their... At, like, 10.30, Lack of eyeballs. It's at 9, not 10.30. With lack of eyeballs. Well, he didn't notice that right away. So, he guessed they were about 10 to 14. So, like, the younger one was more around 10. The older one was right about 14. The... First one was taller, and he had a gray hooded shirt, and it had, like, a checkered pattern, and he was just wearing jeans. And he had olive skin and medium brown hair. Um, and he sensed, like, a confidence in these boys that was just weird. And the younger one was pale with freckles and had red hair and was also wearing a hoodie, which we'll, is, we'll find out is common. So, this isn't, like, his first encounter with, like, a weird and suspicious thing, and he said he always gets a feeling when he experiences stuff like that, like a sixth sense. He doesn't say that, but, like, essentially that's what it is. And he was like, alright, well, they noticed me noticing them, I can't just fucking drive off and be like, bye kids, because, like... You definitely can. You can. Well, you can, but also just, like... I don't know. I understand why someone wouldn't. If they're real children, why you wouldn't just drive off and be like, <laughs> I would. I'd be like, fuck you, kids. I know you would, but... Honestly, like, children do not need to be out that late, and nothing will good will come from interacting with them. Well, they were outside of, they were outside of a movie theater, so, like, that would explain why they're out so late. Fair. Who cares? Fuck um, them, kids. So the kids are like, knock, knock, knock. Yo, man, we have a problem. We want to see this movie, but we forgot our money. Can you take us creepies to our house to get it? Um, no. Yeah. You <laughs> little bitch. Kid, <laughs> the second kid 
just looked at the one who asked the question almost like in disbelief that the guy just didn't like immediately open the door and be like, yeah, hop right on in. Um, when was this? In the 90s. Okay, I'm like, tell him to call a fucking Uber. (laughs) Tell (laughs) him. Don't get into a fucking random dude's car. All right. Uh, Yeah. Fuck Um, the fuck off. So he didn't open the door immediately, and he could tell that they were starting to get, like, frustrated that he didn't immediately be like, hop on in, kids. Um, So he, like, since he was a journalist, he has talked to kids a lot before with interviews, and so he knows, like, their mannerisms and stuff. And he was like, something about these kids just seem weird. And then they were like, come on, mister, we just want to go to the house. (laughs) Or go to our house. Please don't fucking talk to me like that. He said he seemed fearless and chalked with a confidence that you don't that you only see usually with adults or abused kids. Um, Abused kids talk with confidence. Oh yeah, okay. When they're talking to other people, they're usually a lot more polite to strangers than they are. You know what I mean? Yeah, because they're like scared to get yelled at. Yeah. Um, And then, so the older boy was calm and precise, and like just like talking to a complete stranger, like it wasn't a big deal. Which I understand in the nineties was more common than it is now but even still like kids yeah you had to communicate a lot and kids like fidget around i don't know how i you how often you guys talk to kids but like yeah but when you're just like i think um in times like that it was definitely like practice a lot more to have respect when talking to other people yeah i don't know about the 90s though the 90s is kind of a wild time they had the whale tails and shit the what the whale tails the whale tails. What are you saying? A whale tail? Yeah. Uh, you can keep saying it. I'm still not going to know what the <laughs> fuck you're talking about. They would wear low-rise jeans and r- raise their thongs above the jeans so you could tell that they oh, had a whale tail. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> you said something about that not that long ago. Yeah, it's just a... Uh common topic on my mind i guess i, I guess so constantly <laughs> thinking about the whale tail constantly so he asked them what movie they were gonna go see and they were like mortal Kombat, of course and that's exactly how, like that's what they said and it was super calm and the smaller boy just nodded like yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. but he didn't say anything <laughs> so he was like in his head was like, mm, um, I don't know about that. So he like looked over to see when the last showing was, and the last showing started over an hour ago. So he was like, these kids definitely are not trying to see Mortal Kombat because they're about an hour late and they're not like going to take you to your house, Maybe just get dumb. your money, and bring you back, and the movie's gonna be done. Yeah. Um. So he when he paused to look at the theater, they noticed that, and then he started stalling, and then they're like, "Come on, Mister, let us in. We can't get in your car until you do you." No, just let us in, and we will be gone before you know it. We will go to our mother's house. And Brian, he kind of, like, went into a trance and, like, started to opening, open his door. And then he, like, snapped back into it and was like, no, no, no. No, this is a bad idea. Well, and then this is when he realizes that they didn't have eyes. It took him that right. long? Yeah. I mean, Whoops. how often do you, like, no, no. <laughs> I feel like you would have to make pretty direct, like, close eye contact to talk to a child. Okay, oh, okay, but... It's also late. uh, Okay, but when you're talking to people, like, when people have really pretty eyes, usually you notice that, like, 
somewhat well, early, somewhat early when you're talking to people. So, like, even without, like, trying to focus on someone's eyes, usually you do notice something about someone's eyes, like, without even, like, purposely trying to pay attention to it when you first start talking to them. I don't know. I don't like making eye contact. And I don't know. either, but I still notice, like, different looking eyes. Mm. Nah. I I just uh, no I'm just not about mm. it. <laughs> um. So then they're like, "Come on, Mister, we won't hurt you. You you have to let us in. We don't have a gun." Okay, why? Why are they saying that? Your children. I don't know. And then they're like, "We can't come in unless you tell us it's okay." And then he started to reach for the gear shift, and they're like, "Let us in." And then he just put it into reverse and sped off. When he looked back. One more time, like, he looked back, and they were there, and then he looked back again, and then they were gone. And then he was telling his friend this, and his friend's girlfriend thingy, whatever she is, she's like, oh, I'm a psychic. And then she was like, get this. (laughs) She said, a week before this, I had a dream of children with black guys outside of my house who wanted to be let in, and then I realized that their eyes were black, and I was like, nah, no thank you go away and she she had a feeling that if she were to let them in that they would kill her and told him that if he would have let them into his car that they would have killed him i hope that's how she said that just like how you said it i really hope it is too and since it's the 90s i'm gonna i'm gonna say it okay um and then so he's a journalist so he like knows like kind of like the the attention things get you know what i mean so he knew that if he was to tell his story that a lot of people, especially like this is during the satanic panic in the 90s, like I'm sure that had a role in it, that if he was to tell a story that like he was going to get a lot of shit for it, yeah. he was like, I just feel like I need to tell people about this because it's just weird. So he did mm. it anyways. And then he did like some interviews here and, here and there, but like he by all means did not get rich off of this. So he actually did interviews about this. Yeah. I listened to an interview with him on it. Yeah. Of course he did. Who interviewed him? Like, was it on the news? Um, so I think there was, like, some talk shows and some newspapers and stuff, yes. And the one I listened to is he, in 2017, did an interview with a podcast about it. Nice. Um, and then, so, there has been lots of books about black-eyed kids and shit, and, um, it turns out that, like, they're not so... Black Eyed Kids are not specific to any time period, so, like, they, like, weren't just showing up in the 90s. They're still showing up today. Um, They're not specific to a region or anything, although apparently a lot of people see them in Walmarts or Walmart parking lots. Really? (laughs) Fucking Walmart. Of course Walmart's the portal between worlds. (laughs) That's why everybody hates Walmart so much. Yeah, they're like, I knew I got a bad feeling. That makes so you much sense. You know those sense. crazy people you see in Walmart? They're well, really coming like, from the Black Eyed Kids area. I feel like yep. the people that own it probably aren't too great either, so maybe like they have some bad vibes going on. Oh, um, the child labor. Yeah. Oh, that's what it is. So, these kids were like literally teleporting with the amount of time that they show up and then the time that they disappear. It's not like they're materializing. They're literally just vanishing in the blink of an eye. So, but what always, is it about going to most... someone's house to murder them? Why do they want to be in these people's houses? Well, we'll get into that, I think. Okay. A little bit. There's going to be more. Like, I kind of opened this up to read Reddit stories and shit about it because there's some, like, crazy Reddit stories that I couldn't find in time that I wanted to read. But oh, okay. I probably won't even read any today anyways. 
Um, so they're almost always young, um, usually from five years old to 16, which, like, usually 16 is kind of on the higher end. They're usually younger than that, but, like, some have been, like, known to be around five. And they show up usually at night, but sometimes they show up in the day. And they usually want help contacting their parents or waiting for their parents. So the idea is that they're coming as kids and they're like, hey, we need your help. Or like, can we hang out here until our parents come home? And people have, most people have a soft spot for kids, not all people. And like, for the most part, like, if it is a real kid, like, I mean, I don't know if I would let a kid inside my house, but I would like sit on the front porch with them and wait. You know what I mean? I would be like, okay, like, yeah, yeah, the waiting thing I could definitely yeah. see. Yeah, and like, I wouldn't want them in my house out of fear of me killing them or not me killing them. <laughs> Kirsten. Kirsten, this is recorded. I meant the, I meant the other way around. Of them this me. is recorded. I'm dead. Out of them killing me, it's more the fact of like, if you're an adult, if you're a mom or a dad, you're like, why did you let my child inside your house, you fucking creep? It, I wouldn't for that reason. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah, I get that. So, for the most part, aside from the eyes being like, you know, not there or just black like a demon um they something always seems off about them and they like they always like are like we can't come into your house unless you invite us in and like kind of like a vampire but also i think that's like common for darker things. i don't oh yeah so, yeah yeah well i think gotta um, give you a chance to survive i think like yeah satanic things like that like even just in like a, the satanic bible like it's more so about respect like you're not even supposed to make sexual advances towards someone according to the satanic bible unless it's like reciprocated in some way before you do something like that yeah well and like the one guy there's one guy that wrote a bunch of books about it and he has like an idea i wish i could have wrote his name down but i was driving when i listened to this podcast and i take notes from it but he was saying that it's kind of like Almost like everyone kind of has someone that they answer to, and it's like these things, like, have rules for whoever they look up to. Like, they're setting rules because if they don't have rules, then, like, who's to say, you know what I mean? So, like, it's just a rule that you just, like, don't go into their houses without asking them or um, shit like that. Mm. Makes sense. So a lot of people feel compelled to unlock doors or open doors or to let them in, even if they don't want to, and they feel uneasy about it. And their clothes are almost always a hooded, a hooded, a hoodie, and pulled over their eyes to cover their eyes, probably so people they can't see their creepiness. And um, apparently, they also smell bad, which I guess is common for spiritual entities to smell bad. And their smell is described as a musty, earthy, bad smell, and have bad breath that's kind of moldy. <laughs> crazy is it like like they've been dead that's what i was thinking i was just thinking mildew because like i hate the smell of mildew and i'm so sensitive to the smell that i'm just like a mildewy child that's fucking hilarious um with some dirt thrown on it yeah but it makes sense that they're like an old fucking rotting corpse or some shit People who paid close attention to the clothes, not everyone did, but a lot of them that did, said that the clothes seemed handmade or just, like, kind of bland, not that they were, like, commercialized clothes. They weren't, like, 
You know what I mean? They're just, like, basic, like, a regular-ass fucking t-shirt. Almost trying to, like, mock human clothes, so to say? Like, to blend, yeah, to Mm. blend in a little too much. Um, So, and then, that's as far as teens. And then children, like, the small children usually come in old-fashioned clothes anywhere between, like, the 40s to the 50s, sometimes even before that. Um, And they almost always, not always, but a lot of times they'll ask to use a landline, in a time where people don't have landlines anymore and we just have cell phones. Um, and some have even asked to use telegraphs in modern times. That's kind of funny. So, okay, so they're old souls. They're old souls. Yep, yep, yep. Um, even if they are souls, who knows? Maybe they're aliens. They're <sighs> old demons. Yeah, which also, like, okay... I'm sure if I asked my nieces and nephews if they knew what a telegraph was, they'd look at me like I'm stupid. Yeah. Honestly, like, a phone? if a little kid asked me if they could use my telegraph, I'd be like, catch up with the fucking times, you dumb bitch. <laughs> you get know? with it. <laughs> yeah, like, if it was, like, a um, seven-year-old or something, they'd be like, get with the times, you fucking twat. Yeah, like, I'm old. I'm supposed to be out of the times more than you. Yeah. Um, their skin is often pale and their hair is greasy. There is some exceptions where some are kind of what? like a little tanner. They need to wash their hair then. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, if they've been in the dirt, I, they probably need to ch- shower and brush their teeth and everything all together. You should honestly probably just invite them in just for hygiene purposes and be like, you want to use my shower? I got an extra toothbrush. Okay. No, there's in- a hose outside. You can spray them down. Yeah. Like- okay. I was going to say, <laughs> inviting a child into your house and being like, do you want a shower? <laughs> yeah, that's bad. Don't do that. Don't do that. No, 10 out of 10. Best point ever. Don't do that. <laughs> We're going to get banned from everything. Yeah. We should get banned from everything. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, like I said, they always talk super precise and clearly, like, most kids they just don't do that they're usually emotionless until they get mad like they're calm and like respectful and everything until you either like hesitate too long to answer them or if you don't let them in right away then they start to get angry it's weird that they like need to come inside and like why can't they come in unless they're invited in like Mm -hmm. we talked about like a normal kid will just walk in yeah yeah also like I don't ask anyone if I can come in. I usually just knock on the door, and when they open the door, I just, well, like, walk on no, in. it's more so, like, if they make the gesture. For strangers, yeah. If they make the gesture for you to come in or be, like, if they, like, make a gesture and be, like, oh, did you want, like, something to drink and kind of, like, move in that gesture of, like, inviting you oh, in without saying okay. it. Because, like, I wouldn't go in without someone, like, asking if I wanted to come in, but, like. If they didn't verbally it ask, it yeah. would be if they made that physical gesture I guess I'm like not that. walking in. I guess I'm not walking into that many strangers' houses to where I'm. I will like walk that. into a house with no anything. No. Somebody texts me that like we're gonna meet somewhere. I will just walk into. The oh house. no, I can't do that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you just walked into my house. I did. Yeah. Just walk Which into I don't your care. House. People do. I enjoy that. Um, I mean, yeah. I tell people to walk into my house, but, like, I don't know. I'm yeah, not really. I do. Right. Um, so some people have described that their eyes change. So when they first see them, they're not all black. And then, like, it kind of happens over time, almost like they can only present as, like, a normal human for a certain amount of time. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, so don't let them in, but this is some stranger's accounts and when they have let them in 
So one person had an experience with them and they wanted to come in and they were like, nah, we're not comfortable with it. Um, so he didn't let them in, but afterwards he had kept having recurring nightmares about them and he lost his appetite and like, he didn't want to leave his house. And then like a week or so later they came back in the morning and his wife opened the door and seen the same boys. And he, I think they wanted to come in and she was like, no, get off my fucking property. But they're like, he will die soon. <laughs> um, what the fuck? Yeah. So... She didn't let them in, and then her husband didn't even realize that she opened the door. She thought, or he thought that she just like ignored it because, like, that's what he wanted her to do. And then he like wasn't feeling good, so he went to the doctor, and he ended up having a tumor. What? What the fuck? Yeah. And during this encounter, he was like, um, when he first answered the door, they like read his mind because he was like, "What the fuck is happening?" And they're like. In his head, like, telepathically, we're like, you know he's not real, don't you? What the fuck? Um, so he did get the tumor removed, and he survived, but it's almost like they predicted that he would die. Like, it was a possibility that this tumor could have killed him. Or, like, they gave him the tumor. Oh, they totally gave him the tumor. I think more they predicted it. Uh, I I feel like they gave him the tumor. They totally gave him the tumor. Okay. That's what him and his wife think, too, so. Um, also. uh, many against one here. Um. One person who opened the door and let them in. So he opened the door and he seen these kids and he was like randomly just like, were you in an accident? I don't know why that's what you would assume, but. And then he was like, were you in an accident? And are your parents like with you? And then they're like, yeah, our parents are going to come and get us. And so he woke up to them knocking. And so after they told him that he kind of like started to shut the door and then they're like, um, let us in. And so he did let them in, and it was a boy and a girl, and his wife thought it was weird that he just let them in without any questions. Like, they're around eight years old, which I understand if it's, like, really late at night. I could see at that point why you would maybe let them in if it's, like, 2 no. If it's, like, 2 a.m. and a kid knocks at your door, you're gonna make them sit outside? Fuck yeah! What are yes. they doing out at 2 a.m.? Actually, no, I'm not gonna know. lie. There was a teenager that came... It depends on how old the child is, There I was think. There was eight. a girl who was 17 who came to the gas station when I worked there in Norton Shores and I let her sleep in my car until I got out of third shift so that I could drive her home. See? Uh, Yeah, you could have been taken. I honestly was like, Uh, "Mm, if anything, she's probably just going to steal shit out of my car, but I have my wallet, so whatever. Yep. So the wife asked if they wanted to come and sit down, so they all went to the kitchen, and the dog started losing his shit and now stopped barking, and they're like, that's weird. And so she tried to make small talk, and they just didn't talk to her, and then her husband was just sat there. He didn't even try to make small talk. And then he started complaining about stomach pains. So, like, she left the room for some reason. I don't know why. But he was saying that it felt like he was stabbed with a sword, and then when she came back into the room, he was passed out, and the kids vanished. And she called 911 for an ambulance, and he needed an emergency surgery for his appendix. So, that's, um... They just really fucking mm, with them. Okay, so yeah. basically, so, if your appendix bursts, it's because you're fraternizing with the demons. demons. Yeah. Well, sense. and when they usually show up in pairs, one is usually older and one's like a lot younger, and the younger one doesn't talk and the older one does talk. So, that's, and then I'll share more stories later. But usually, some people think they're, like, aliens, or they're not sure if it's, like, a supernatural or, like, a demon. Those are kind of, like, the two main theories. 
I like the demon theory. Yeah. Um, I think there's been ones where people had radiation, and that's where people s- jump to, like, aliens. Mm, yeah. Like, they had radiation poisoning after the kids were inside. Yeah, okay, yeah. And that, that was the same thing, they... though, like, radiation poisoning, everyone just kind of thinks, like, something supernatural. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so, like, aliens, yeah, is what he's saying. Mm. Or no? Is that not what you're saying? And that's my story. Just in general, I think that they've done radiation for, like, demons and ghosts, too. Oh, okay. Everything. Like, not 100% uh, aliens Aliens all of the time. Right, right. In my head, I either think aliens or government. For radiation? Mm, Yeah, okay. I can see that one, too. I can see that. My stories, I pulled some more um, different forest. Yay. Stories that had come up. It's we just got feedback from... that these were people's favorites. No, what, that what was the forest that I am people's favorite. Yeah, that, that Josh tells the best stories specifically that I am everyone's favorite. Like, I wouldn't. I probably. I like. I. I would believe that though. No, that was a thing. Yeah, I mean, people have said that they like you a lot. So I'm just like, yeah. I'll take it. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone likes Josh. But anywho, talking about old news. Um, <laughs> the story says, about seven years ago, I was on a backpacking trip with three friends. Um, one of them was a ranger, and the rest of them were, like, biology, botanists, like, scientists kind of people. And... Um, all four of them saw something that they couldn't explain. So, day one, and this is just, it doesn't say, um, what force, it just kind of goes into what they saw and when they saw it. So, the first day, um, was pretty normal. It was a bit long and they gained, um, and they had a lot of elevation gain throughout their hike. And, um, nonetheless, they set up camp heated up some beans and rice under what was one of the clearest summer skies they could remember. And um, it was up in Washington, and they just said that the night sky from the mountains is beautiful, which I can imagine. Yes, I bet it is. Always nice to look at the sky in the woods. Anyway, day two started off um, a little bit differently. All four of them awoke shortly before dusk to a really shrill scream. Um, they said it's not super uncommon that um, most of them are seasoned hikers, campers, backpackers, and it's just in general like the sound of something getting killed. And like sometimes it's just like random animals or wolves or something that you don't care too much about so they didn't really worry about it. But none of them could quite make it out, and if uh, they said, if I remember correctly, we mostly assumed it was a coyote. Yeah, coyote screaming sound. It sounds like children. Really? It's, yeah. It's really creepy. I hate it. It scares me every single fucking time. Anyways, it was pretty close, which was um, why it woke them all up, and so they started looking around, um, kind of walking around the campsite trying to find something said, we found what looked like somebody had put a bomb in some kind of animal. 
no evidence of an actual explosive, but it's just, like, the picture that they wanted to represent. So, like, there was no explosive, but it looked like an animal had been exploded. Like, blown up. So it's a totally indecipherable heap of flesh and fur. And about the size of a large dog. Yeah, definitely. So as we discussed how odd it was for a bit and then decided more or less like, eh, what are you going to do and moved on? Because I mean, what do you do? (laughs) At first, you're not going to think like, oh, there's something in the... Oh, you're right. Right. You're not going to be like, oh my god, I need to call the authorities because this looks weird. They continue on and they said uh, day three we're winding down from a fairly short day of hiking and we all are tired so I remember us joking about being old now and not being able to hustle like we could a few years prior sun was making its way down over the tree line while we busted out the whiskey and started boiling a pot of water for more beans and rice says, I'll never forget this moment as long as I live one of my crew was just launching into a story about his ex and it went something like this yeah, so she was just about the worst possible kind of, and he gets cut off by a loud pop. And it says, uh, the loud pop they all unanimously recognized slash described as a tree um, snapping and, like, just how it sounds before it falls. It says, we're all standing now, scanning the tree line, and a few minutes go by without a sound, nothing then we start hearing the forest life make noise again. This is mostly just birds. So we all settle in, presuming the tree wound up cleaning up against another tree instead of hitting the forest floor. It sounded pretty close, but there weren't too many trees we needed to be concerned about, i.e. there weren't a bunch that would fall into the area where they had set up camp. Says, And as they were settling down, there was another whale just like the first one they heard on the first night, except really distant. Because I never sensed it, but one of the crew said it sounded like it came from a cave, like it echoed. So they went looking for a cave in that general direction. We were about 45 minutes before one of us suggested we just head back as we were going out to be out of sunlight soon. And they never did end up finding anything like a cave or something that would cause that reverb or even any body in general. This is more importantly, it was starting to get dark and we're a little ways from the safety of our tent. So heading back towards the clearing um, from the woods, we when something catches a friend's eye, says, did you see that? He's pointing across the clearing at about 9 o'clock and says, we're taking a direct path to our campsite as dead ahead and it's kind of off to the front left. We're all looking in that direction scanning the tree line. Says, where? What? Says, dude, I'm telling you there was a person right there just beyond the camp. Says he is visibly shaken by it. It was pretty obvious he wasn't fooling around or thought he could be mistaken. And if you're wondering, shaken because we're nowhere near a road or town, And even the nearest trail is miles away. It's a handful of times I've run into backpackers in a similar way. Just people checking out your camp slash heading in the direction of your fire. So the rest of us had a pretty open, let's go check it out mentality. 
Absolutely but not. not our buddy. He said, we suggested we all take a knee and wait while we hide in the tree line's cover. Yeah, fuck that. Yep. Yeah, because... Hide. Yep. Don't want to be seen by whatever the fuck is out there. So, so there we are, kneeling in the brush, staring at our own campsite from the other side of the clearing. When we all unanimously see a figure start to move against the brush from nine to eight to seven, kind of like counterclockwise going around. And so it says, remember, we're effectively at six o'clock. So this becomes increasingly unsettling because it's getting slowly like closer and closer to them in like a non-direct path. That's so uncomfortable. Says, I remember noting our ranger buddy readying his rifle and another friend putting a, a knife, putting a hand on his knife. They were all kind of starting to feel uneasy a little bit at, uh, you know, whatever in the woods trying to chase them. Uh, yeah. But, uh, Skinwalkery. Honestly, just like something that isn't human trying to pretend to be. Yeah. Yeah, your shit half-ass sounds skinwalkery, too. Mine? The black eyes. Yeah, I was just thinking that, too. After I said that, I was like, they also kind of are skinwalkery. I was going to say something about that earlier, and then I forgot, but... Yeah, like something pretending to be human. Yeah. Right, right. Well, just with, like, the you saying shit about, like, the clothes and stuff like that. Like, them almost, like, mimicking, like, clothes. Like, just trying to mock, like quote-unquote normal clothes and how they mm-hmm. kept getting like the time period wrong like they didn't fully understand yeah the human life yeah and um so as i say we saw a figure but we really could just hear and occasionally see the brush moving in that area so they didn't really see like the outline of what it was they just kind of see the effects of it moving says ranger buddy declares that it just has to be a bear and the original dude that saw it was whispering his argument about it standing like a person. So we decided that either way, getting into the clearing and making our presence known was the best choice. Says we're either go- we either need to scare off the bear or confront this person. So we all stand up and jog into the clearing shouting, Hey there! Says this is more or less <laughs> procedure, standard procedure if you're wondering. Uh, yeah. You mean that's not how you communicate with bears? I'm pretty sure it is. You just, you know, you still yeah. try to talk to it. Say, like, hey, bear. Uh, well, you address them by, like, their, um, like, Species. what type of animal they are, don't you? Yeah, it's like yeah. Pokemon. Like, so, hey, yeah. bear. Like, hey, human. Hey, dog. Hey, cat. Hey, cow. Exactly. Right, that's what I was thinking. Like, usually when I'm talking to, like, uh, crocodiles and stuff, it'd be like, the croc. Yep. I, I actually unironically do that. Um, I do for cats and dogs. Doesn't that yeah. surprise me? The the cats and dogs is where it's usually. And I like all do. kids, I'm like, hey kid. There all was a them. turtle walking across the trail I was on the other day, and I definitely did say, "Hey turtle, how did you get here?" I do that when I ride uh, my bike. I'm not surprised about that like, at hey, all. Yeah. So I mean, we're running out and saying, "Hey bear," is uh. Pretty, it's pretty normal. I mean, I think I think like the only time where I don't address something as what it is is like if it's like a dog or a cat, and then you more so address it as "Hello, precious baby." Oh. Um, <laughs> but besides that, I like, yeah, I think it's pretty on point. Wrong. 
Yeah. Um, unless you are addressing them as a perfect angel, you are doing it incorrectly. The perfect angel, sweet summer child. Yes, those. But anyway, um, as they're running up, they're all watching towards the area that they last had seen something, and nothing happened, nothing at all. So, so they're just standing there in the middle of the clearing, and they're somewhere like between where they about halfway between where they were in their camp. And um, they were just kind of like waiting for something to happen. So we're about 20 minutes away from total darkness when there's another wail from um, about four o'clock. So like almost directly behind them. So as I whirl around before realizing one of us was already looking that way and his face is totally pale. Since there's a bunch of adrenaline here and everything is happening pretty fast, but I'll never forget catching the look on his face before I fully turned around. Then I saw it too. We all did. There's a silhouette of a tall man leaning over something else, facing away from us, and that he clearly rests on one knee before turning to look our way. Our ranger buddy had his rifle in the air. He yelled out, Hey, who the fuck is over? And... He's um, about to lay into him for hunting. When who's he, over? Yeah, like who's over at my house? <laughs> Basically, just who the this fuck is, is my over woods. there? This is my <laughs> damn site, my <laughs> woods. And um, the ranger buddy just uh, yelled at him and was thinking it was just some dude that was hunting and went to like yell at him for doing that. Says, and that's when the figure comes to a full stand and then absolutely takes off away from us. Said it was about six feet tall and that he doesn't mean like a man scrambling to run away or a bear bounding off into the brush. He said like Usain Bolt as if he was born and raised in the mountains. So never in my life have I ever seen anything like it. And, um, his first reaction was that he thought it, like, had to be a ghost. Because it just, like, took off in, like, a really weird path. Yeah. Don't banshees, like, wail like that, though, too? I think so. Yeah. Um, like, the banshees cry is, like, signifying that somebody would die soon. Yeah. I don't like that. Mm. And it sounded like somebody had died already. Yeah. It's- yep. How is he staying there? He's standing. Oh. I don't nice. know. He's got strong He's got feet. strong legs. Yep. I didn't I didn't know that. Well, he's like kind of leaning back hand. into the windowsill, can you see? Like right he's here. He's chilling. Yeah. If I have him up against yeah. the wall, he falls forward, but if you lean him back into the windowsill, he stays proper. Oh. And one okay. foot one foot is more forward than the other. <clears throat> oh, okay, okay, okay. He's, he's having the chill. time of his life. He's hanging out with some disco balls. He's just like, me, 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 you know, doing the, what's that thing when they were like? The disco? Uh, is that what it is? I think so. Okay, yeah, he's doing the disco. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so after a pretty long wait and arguing over what it was or what to do, we swing back to camp and to grab a few flashlights and our lamp. Um, it's past dusk and it's or dawn and it's pretty dark. 
Wait, no. Did you forget how to read? Just which one's first? I thought dawn was like crack of dawn. Dawn's in the morning. Dusk is at night. Yeah. Okay. So it is past dusk, and it's pretty dark. So as we make our way over to where the figure was leaning, and it's another mound of flesh, and um, so as yeah. without getting too detailed, this time there were some unmistakable fox paws. Hey, okay, the dog might be. Says again, it looked like it was exploded open and meat eaten on the spot, not harvested at all, like you would expect from a hunter. So there's just like a fucking packet of flesh on the ground, essentially. Basically, like something I don't even know. Like if it looked exploded, like maybe he just grabs it that hard, and it just like whatever, like it doesn't even look human anymore, and then they eat it and run away. I really don't know. It says, uh... Um, disgusting. Yeah, I couldn't imagine running into, like, that destroyed of an animal. Could you imagine, though, just, like, being out in the woods and coming across a pile of flesh? It would uh, make me so uncomfortable, I, would, I honestly don't know what I would do. I don't know. I feel like I would throw up, like... I think I'd stop going on hikes and shit. I get nauseous so easily, and it would probably, like, smell so shitty. Ugh. I'm sure, like, even if you were coming up close to it, you'd be like, something smells terrible, I'm just gonna have to fucking cover my nose. Honestly. Yeah. I don't even like passing dead deer on the side of the road. Exactly. Um. Anyway, it says, you probably won't be surprised to hear we didn't sleep much that night. We make jokes <laughs> about encountering Sasquatch out there. It says, I've never been a spiritual man. It says, in quotes, still not. But it's very difficult to shake the inhuman yet to shake the inhuman yet supernatural nature of the way it looked and moved. Shadowy and none of us could make out any clo- kind of clothing that would break up its silhouette. Since um, we could barely see any details anyway. We all f- probably, honestly. Because we all figured it I mean, if cool. it's actually like a fucking animal like that it probably is naked true or even if it's like a human that's just like devolved or like raised in the woods or something right something like that anything like that you know like even werewolf type like even like the human the like more human like werewolves are still you know what i mean they still kind of look human but Hmm. they don't wear clothes Says, uh, we all figured an actual person's silhouette would be a bit more chopped by, like, wearing a jacket or carrying something or a hat or something, whatever. Says, not to mention, I've never personally seen something killed quite like that. Closest thing I've ever seen is a deer carcass after a bear. Says, in that time of the year, you would have made it very hungry slash aggressive as it was late into hibernation, which wouldn't have been during uh, their summer hike. What gets me is we heard the same shrill wails three times, and the distance between our two and three day hike sites was close to 10 miles, meaning we were on the same general game trail as it was, though so none of us noticed any trail markings or that it was following them. So, honestly. It really kind of is like a banshee, like maybe the wailing, and then like there is these things out in the woods that are getting killed by it. The banshee? Do banshees themselves kill people? I don't know. I don't remember. Because I think I we really covered know. it in the first 
If we didn't, uh, Kyla can do more research on it. Thank you. I will do that. I know you always Um, love new ideas. Maybe I will look up. Actually, that'll be a good thing for me to actually look up for the next one, just so I can have some. We'll just uh, well, it'll be good. Back to Banshees. Exactly. A reminder, at the least. A refresher. Yeah. But um, that was the end of that story. They said uh, in a TLDR, they said we probably encountered a black bear in dim lighting, and the general ambiance got our imaginations running wild. Or, or it was the devil. Oh. The rest of these are a little bit shorter. Um, and I'm going to do... I'll read a new... Uh, I will read a very short one first. <laughs> okay. I apologize. Okay. Words are difficult today. Mini stroke. Mini was that stroke. rough? Mini stroke. It was really a rough time, guys. Says my scout troop was on a ten-day backpacking trek at Felmon Scout Ranch in New Mexico. So we were hiking in the southern region, and we were on night four or five. We got to the campsite, and after a surprise thunderstorm that dumped about two inches of hail on us, we got camp set up and built a fire to dry out our clothes. And while we were sitting around the campfire, someone that noticed a tent steak bag, just like a bag with some of the aluminum steaks, was hanging on a nearby branch of a tree about five feet off of the ground. It was swinging back and forth hard enough that the branch was moving with it. The wind wasn't blowing, and it was maintaining its swinging motion without any human interaction. We stopped it from swinging and watched if it would start up again, and it did. So in a few minutes, it was go. It it took a few minutes to get going again, but it was swinging on its own, um, just back and forth in one direction only, not turning around, just swaying back and forth, bouncing the branch. And the entire time that they were there, it just constantly was swinging. It's a very very small short story, but just a weird thing that they had at the campsite that they weren't able to explain. The next one, it says, I was the only year-round year resident of a small island off the northeast coast of Maine. This is private boat access only, no bridge, no ferries. Crowded in the summer, but we'd empty out completely when the weather turned. Says, I love the off-season. Had almost 400 acres to myself, no phone, no internet, but sometimes she would get bored. I'd go out there at night without a flashlight and challenge myself to hike the entire island in the dark. There was no moonlight to to navigate by, but there was also a stretch of main road that passed through the oldest trees on the island where I'd plug in, where I'd plunge into total darkness. You you don't ever want to go on a casual night hike? No. I hate walking through Uh, the woods at night. Sometimes I just like to see... If I'm going to fucking fall to my death when I can't see anything. I just think like, that things are going to come for me. What the fuck are they Uh, you know, what happens if you don't have your flashlight one day and you didn't train when you had the opportunity? You have a phone. Not if you don't, not if you didn't charge it. My phone's constantly um, at 15%. A, okay, then you, 
you take a fucking nap because if it's that dark outside <laughs> that you can't see, you, just go to you bed. should probably be sleeping. Probably, yes. What if you live in Alaska where it's like dark time for 24 hours? Yeah, what if you can't sleep? Good for them. I'm never going to end you up have there. Insomnia. You have to walk through the nighttime there. Yeah, and I will never end up there. So I will never be in that situation. You never have to leave your house, though. So, like, they could probably be fine. To just live out the winter. Anyway, it says, I was in the old forest one night when I heard something behind me. I turned and there was nothing there. Turned back and something brushed against my face. So my stomach dropped and I swung my fist into something and ran full tilt for about a hundred yards. Full tilt? Just, like, as hard as they could. Okay, I just imagine them running like this. (laughs) Just running completely. Oh, just 90 degree angle? On the trees, just jumping off of them. Yeah, running 90 degree angle the whole time. Exactly. It was perfect. Because, um, once they got a decent ways away from it, Says, I stopped and bent over with a stitch in my side and started laughing. Said, I held my hand in front of my eyes and ran my fingers over the prickled cut from the branch I'd just punched. Says, through the spread fingers on my injured hands, I saw a smear of bright white off the trailhead. So I figured it was one of a small herd of white-rumped deer. Uh, the locals referred to them as Palominos. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that. Says, but it moved up a side trail before I could get a better look. So I got my breath under control and followed it. I don't know why you would follow a deer out. I Because people all sound like fucking idiots, honestly. So many odd decisions. I mean, I feel like campers do that kind of shit, though. Honestly, yeah, I know a lot of people that yeah, follow a deer through the woods. Yeah, they'd just be like, ah, this is a sign from the universe. Ah, a deer in its <laughs> natural <laughs> environment. Let's, brings me back to let's Twilight. see what they're doing in the element. It does that happen in Twilight? Where yeah. she follows a deer? Ten yeah. out of ten. Just, just trying to find his Edward Cullen, her Edward Cullen. Says a uh, hundred feet up the side trail, it split again, and I could hear something moving through the underbrush, um, just past the fork and to the right. I crouched as I made my way to the fork and stayed low, just to trying to keep quiet and unseen. So the trail gains elevation as it nears the center of the island, and the trees spread out and the moon lit things up a bit more. Says I reached the fork. And stayed, um, and was straining to see ahead when I heard the crunch and crack of something in the brush behind me. I spun and saw 30 feet or so away in the brush off of the trail. There was a pale man, six feet or taller, with dark hair, wearing a bright white t-shirt. That could be you, Josh. It could be me. <laughs> it, really, it, it really was me. That's why I brought this story up. Um, that's why he's been telling all this shit, because it's shit that he's been fucking doing. Exactly. All of the In the Woods stories, it's me. Yeah. Sorry to... So, sorry about that. So, so, 
he it says uh that like pale figure turned away from him and walk off the path into the deep brush so i bat i tracked my way to the main trail then terrified sped walked all the way back to my cabin so i hiked the exterior trail again that night with a flashlight. Why? So they went home, grabbed the flashlight while that shit was still out there, and was like, ah, I gotta go check. Ah, why do does, why do they like hiking at night? I understand liking hiking psycho. at night. I like hiking at night, but like with okay, a flashlight or a headlamp or something hiking. that you could see. At night. Okay. Keeping in mind that Josh is a Weirdo. tall male. Oh, true. True. Uh, yes. Yeah. I have m- m- less to fear from the outside world. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So basically, um, you have more rights than most people. Exactly. And people don't harass you. Correct. She's right. He kind of looked around on the coast for any evidence of, like, somebody being there, a boater, like, somebody that had gotten lost. Says nothing. I got up early in the morning, and in the light of day, I did the same. Still found nothing. Says I didn't know who or what it could have been. The way he was running around off trail convinced me that he knew the island very well. And that he was hiding out somewhere. Says, but he never found any evidence of a secret lair and never saw him again. The fuck? That's weird. Honestly. I'd be so uncomfortable with that. Says, my family goes camping in Joshua Tree twice a year every year. Oh my god, that's by here. Is it? Yeah. Says, um... This has been going on for at least 60 years. Just the is, it camping. An, is it a fucking alien thing? Because my roommate keeps telling me about alien shit there. Oh, I think I've heard of it. Okay, anyway, keep going. Sorry. No worries. says, I'm 28, and in that whole time, my family has only ever left early on two occasions um, from the trips. The first was when it rained in the mountains and caused three inches of flash flood to watch out our campsite at four in the morning. So the second time was much more terrifying and none of us have an answer to what actually happened. So it was the first night of camping and 12 years ago, 12-year-old me is in the girls' tent with my all-girl cousins and about six of my male cousins are 10 feet away from us in another tent. My parents were closer to the road alongside um, three sets of aunts and uncles, and all in all, there were about 20 of them that were in the woods. So 20 people all together? 20 people all together. It was like a family event, but it was like a lot of their family came. It was like a big extended cousins, all of that. says... Most of our tents are the kind you can zip open at the top and see the stars. So I always love doing that because I'm a bad sleeper and it gives me something to look at after everyone falls asleep. At one point, I close my eyes and I start to fall asleep when a small pebble from the humongous boulder next to our tent falls on top. It says, I'm used to this because birds or squirrels often will not like small things around when they are trying to get at food or something. Um, that they can smell. 
So I open my eyes, and the first thing I see is someone appears to be standing on top of the boulder, about 15 feet up in the air, looking down in our tents. No. The person seemed to be wearing a tight clothing and was really skinny and oddly shaped. So at first, I tell myself that it's one of my male cousins, because they had been trying to scare them all night, which is usual for camping no, yeah. with younger kids. Yeah, that's a normal thing. Says, but the person was moving really weird. Its head was moving back and forth like a cobra, and it kept crouching down on all fours and crawling down to face the to the face of the rock, which was closer to them. Then crawling back up and pacing. At one point, Uh -uh. it looked up at someone making noise at another campsite, and I could see its eyes gleaming in the moonlight. I'm also entirely sure that it did not have the skull shape of a coyote or a mountain lion, that it had like a flat face, like it didn't have a snout, so it was definitely like, human-like at the very least. Exactly. Uh, Oh, aliens. Nope, 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 nope. Says, so I'm laying in my tent freaking out, trying to rationalize what I'm looking at. A lot of times goes by, and this thing just continues to watch us and move its body in really strange ways. Okay, so they're sitting there with this thing above the tents, and they're just fucking, like... Well, they're so, supposed to be sleeping. Yeah, they're supposed to be sleeping. And you wouldn't try and wake someone up? They were kids, I, in their own tent. What would do? I would not leave the tent. I would be like, I'm frozen here. Okay, wait, but did they wake up the other kids? No, like, they were just frozen there. Oh, okay. Anyway. Oh... Says, I thought about screaming, but the thing keeps coming down the side of the rock, and I was afraid it would, like, jump on their tents and kill them. Like, it was still there. And it's like, how do you, if you wake up the random kid next to you, like, they're probably gonna scream when they see that shit. Yeah, but it's just like, with a kid's mindset, I know I would have fucking woken up someone next to me. Fair. I would have been too scared out. I'd been like, I need help. Or just, like, yeah. screamed in general. Well, yeah, also, you can't really control when you're that scared when you're a kid, so, like, you know, I possibly could have screamed. Exactly, and, like, and that's the thing, I think, too, is, like, she just didn't know what to do and didn't want to scream. Right. I would freeze. I don't think I, I don't know. I'm pretty sure I would freeze, too. Just because, like, I, I have no idea. Says after some time, I hear, uh, hey, what the fuck? Hey, hey, what are you doing? Says it's my uncle. Suddenly, at like three in the morning, everyone is awake. My female cousins are awake and confused, and two of my older male cousins jump out of their tents with an axe. For a few seconds, the thing stays completely still. They but have then... axes in their tents? Sorry? <laughs> All these people just have an axe chilling in their tent? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, We had an axe in our tent. Really? Yeah, we use it to, like, break up the firewood. And so, and we just didn't leave it outside because it was raining. And, like, someone could take it and axe you up. That as well. 
And yeah, axe you up. Okay. Axe you up. Don't want to get axed up. Says, uh, for a few seconds, the thing stays completely still. But then my aunt and several cousins see it and they all scream. Someone finds a flashlight and they turn it on, but the thing jumps off of the backside of the rock. A couple seconds later, it runs slash gallops, kind of like running on all fours a little bit. Ew. Uh, out from behind the rock, past the campsite. So my that uncle managed to shine a light on it for a second, and I still have no idea what I saw. Besides the fact that the thing definitely didn't have any clothes on. It says, but was naked and had a dark mark on its side that they had mistook for spandex. So we hear screaming and thrashing from another campsite and several guys in our group go out to investigate. Whatever the thing was escaped into another campsite and ran into a small two-person tent. Because when the rangers got there, it was four in the morning and everyone was just confused. My uncle and the other people at the tent said that it was a naked person. Just like a regular person that was just a weirdo running around in the woods. I definitely don't think it's a person, and thankfully two of my adult male cousins had also spent some time watching it and being absolutely terrified by it, so they agreed with her that it wasn't a human. Okay, okay, alright, so like she at least had some type of reassurance that it wasn't fucking... Yeah, that it wasn't her imagination. At this point, you know how they're like, it's never a mannequin? Mm -hmm. I'm kind of like, it's never a human. It never no, is. it's never. Yeah. Says, um, it's not. We gave them all the details we could, um, and one ranger told us that it was probably a coyote or a mountain lion with mange. Are you fucking kidding me? The other ranger so they looked, know. Yeah, oh yeah. And it says the other ranger looked really, really concerned, and I think he went off into the night to look for it. So it's like, they they have to know something is going on. They know. It's, they know. It's probably just some stupid shit they can't fucking share. Or, yeah, I mean, like, because you don't want to cause mass hysteria or panic because, like, what do you think would happen if it became, like, common knowledge? Like, if on... Dude, if a lot of stuff became common knowledge, like... People would lose their shit, like, all the stuff that they've been keeping from humanity for for so long. Like, if they actually, if they would have started sharing this information sooner on, I don't think it'd be that big of a deal. But because I think they've kept so many things from us for so long that, like, if they started to share information like that, that's just, like, so out of this world and that, like, we think isn't real. People would freak out. I think either yeah. people would freak out or they would ignore it. Like, when the government was like, yeah, UFOs are real, everyone was kind of just like, nah, 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 nah. Oh, yeah. No. But, oh, right. And so maybe they just have to do it like that, release it in, like, small, less assuming, like... Yeah. Because, like, and right. like, even if they did it all at once for a while, everyone would be like, oh, my God. But, like, the next generation that would be born would be used to it. But then it's, like, how yeah. much does it fuck with people, and do they, like, start rioting? Um, well, yeah, people love to riot. They riot exactly. for fucking their teams losing. Exactly. Yeah. 
But um, either way, he says uh, it was too big for Kayo, and during college they had interned at a program where they did run into a mountain lion. So I know for sure mountain lions do not move like that, nor look like that at all when they have mange. Uh, right. I think that's a huge part of, like, stuff, too. Everyone's like, oh, it's just an animal with mange. It's just an animal with mange. It's just an animal. It's just a sick animal. People try to do that, and it's like, animals do not stand and act like humans when they are sick. No. They just act even (laughs) crazier. It's a special kind of illness. You wouldn't have heard about it. They just started talking and, like, (laughs) sipping their cup with their pinkies out. They called me a little bitch. (laughs) Um, It says that they left and went home, and either it was a crazy person, a monster, or a mountain lion with mange um, that was running around, and it had spent at least an hour watching them. We stayed in the hotel for a couple of years after that. Um, Like, they just stopped camping, and he says... And I've camped yeah. there at least 20 more times since then, and I haven't heard or seen anything like it. Maybe, maybe it's an alien's pet. Like, it's their version of a dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. Creepy-ass thing. Disgusting. Alien pet, creepy dogs. Well, that was, that was the last of my stories. So, good job, guys. Good job, team. <sighs> Go team! Wow! But you can follow our Instagram um, at theweirdandsuspicious at gmail.com Our Facebook is theweirdandsuspicious Nope, gmail.com, that's our email. Wow, I'm so stupid. You can email us at theweirdandsuspicious at gmail.com and our Instagram is just theweirdandsuspicious and then Twitter is theweirdandsus and then if you want to follow my Instagram it's kirstenrose19 and then you can follow my foot Instagram. It's, uh... Oh, Tiny feet of six. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, come check out... Come check out my feet, guys. Yeah. They're, they're uh... They're there's some... They're definitely some pretty... Some, some pretty feety feet. Yeah. Um, yeah. Email us and write, send us those spooky, scary stories. And that was the weird suspicious. <laughs> Have a good night. That's weird. <laughs> That's suspicious. Joshua. Oh, sorry. You haven't been here in a while. Continue. <laughs> you fucking cunt. You just replaced me like that? <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Fucking leave it. Take over my line. Okay. I'm going to take over your foot Instagram after. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna, it's going to just jump. It's such a big foot. <laughs> Joshua Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have a good night. Good night.